Very nice. I was going to see if you wanted to go, but I guess uh, you already got friends. Screw you then. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to get things started with How to Survive the Modern World or Gen X Isn't Just a Fashion Statement, presented by Tribe74.com. feel about ufos or uaps yeah they just they just switched it up so when i was a kid it was my belief that no there couldn't be any such thing back then it was it was science fiction and not science but now i believe that there's got to be something else out there we're certainly not to a smart species by any means we're, we're barely smarter than chimps and quite frankly i think there's a, there are a lot of chimps that are smarter than us for there to be another species out there that is probably more intelligent if they're already traveling to to earth that um it it makes sense why couldn't there be why wouldn't there be so so you're not so much as skeptic as so much as just uh you're you're optimistic or you're just um I would. I don't even know how to how to categorize yeah, say, that. Yeah. No. I I'd say that it's more optimistic. I'd say that yeah, there is some other life that is out there that has already developed their space travel way beyond the, the what we have, and they they're clearly working outside of our solar system and being able to travel that far of a distance. You wonder how fast that they can actually travel those distances as well too, because it it takes us. Um, incredible amounts of time to travel to units and um to travel between different solar systems i mean you're you're talking really just uh intelligence way beyond what we have technology way beyond what we have well what if i told you that they are already here and they don't have to travel or what if i told you that they could travel interdimensionally or what if I told you that they could just appear in any place that they want because they are of future versions of humanity? I see I see that interdimensional travel is probably the the most realistic. You know, whether it's humanity that has maybe started on a different planet and um and and just kind of created itself just just as we did, that that seems fairly realistic as well too. I have difficulty with the fact that there are actually that uh, aliens, as we would call them anyway, would are, is actually already here and living among us just because they don't seem to stay that late, come to our planet. What do you think? So I, I'm kind of uh, the, the, the problem, I think, in, in the UFO, the UAP uh, uh, culture is um, that they're is a lot of items that kind of get conflated in with uh, UFOs kind of get thrown into the whole paranormal thing or get thrown into the whole uh, pseudoscience uh, realm. And fortunately, I think uh, we're at a point now in 2023 where everybody's talking about it now. So a lot of the stigma is going to disappear. 
but so then these questions kind of come up and you can kind of say like you're you're sitting there saying oh i i don't really necessarily believe that or because i don't see certain things or whatever it's the question becomes then why would they want to be seen why would they want to be known we're not talking about bigfoot anymore we're not talking about ghosts we're talking about uh, you know people who want to hide in plain sight uh potentially right as, as just one alternative theory uh we look back at uh, how science has kind of covered up a lot of this stuff and how governments and military the military industrial complex without getting too conspiratorial here uh things have been covered up and so for me I, I like to keep all the options open but because when you look at certain things if you go back to history and you look at how civilization was supposedly only a few thousand years old yet we're finding stuff that says that there may have been advanced technologies already here on earth many tens of thousands of years we're talking like twelve thousand years ago possibly even mm-hmm. and then they're finding like you know uh in mexico recently they brought out these uh uh, potential mummified aliens and people kind of laugh and joke about it. And this is one of the problems that I find with the UFO culture is that nobody takes it seriously in the news media, especially like I was just watching some reports prior to, you know, doing some research here for our, our podcast and watching the reports and the media is sitting there and doing, Oh, and uh, they brought out these mummies and they're all snickering and laughing while they're, they're reporting on this. And while Unfortunately, there are a lot of people who take advantage, kind of like, you know, the whole psychic culture. Uh, There's people that take advantage of people's gullibility, I guess, or openness to believe uh, that a lot of it kind of gets conflated or gets laughed at. And so then it's really hard to to factor in what's real and what's not real. And for me, I I'm out there and I don't know. I don't want to say I say that we have a vast universe around us so the idea that we are the only intelligent civilization and as you said we're a bunch of monkeys so we're not really that smart uh that there are others but the perhaps that i mean the time travel one is something that's kind of popped in my head recently and i wonder like why are these these beings always seem to be around military bases or are coming out of the ocean or potentially even like places like antarctica where we're not allowed to go and why is there always so much cover-up uh to this uh you know they talk about national security and stuff like that but what makes you know what makes this a threat to national security i think it's just really the unknown and the fact that we have perhaps another species that there that is more technologically advanced than than us as as a race and who knows what what they're actually capable of um and what their intentions are is it are they on scientific missions which that would be my first thought from an intelligent species that is so far more developed than than us is that it would be more of a scientific mission that they would be on as a uh, let's come and destroy and take over so you know i but i think it's just completely the, the fear of the unknown and i think if you put that out there into the general public that a lot of the public isn't going to be accepting of it or or if they are accepting of it it's going to cause mass hysteria yeah because then one thing that it certainly could do is could really bring into question uh religion which apparently and i don't know how accurate this number is but apparently 90 percent of the world believes in a benevolent 
uh, being or you know a god of some sort. So the idea that all of our teachings for the last two thousand years are total and utter bullcrap, or at least not synchronous with the idea of visiting species or whatever, could certainly cause a lot of issues. But I think one thing that we're seeing, and especially right now, is that even though the government is stepping up now, like for instance, you know, we've had congressional hearings in the in the United States uh, this year talking about it. So government's obviously more accepting and, and interested in what's going on, but suddenly nobody cares. It's just a, this weird thing where like, you know, five years ago, you would get laughed off the face of the earth if you brought up the idea of UFOs. But now that the government's interested, suddenly everybody's like, oh, okay, so what are they hiding? As in, what are they hiding, not with UFOs, but what are they hiding elsewhere? As in, like, are they going to tax us, you know, the climate change or the wars and all that stuff? It seems to be there's an ulterior motive for releasing UAP tax. It's yeah, yeah, no doubt. Well, yeah, don't tell Justin Trudeau. What? I can tax UAPs? Or just UAP thought? <laughs> Maybe that's why that's what the reason the government's interested. They're thinking, hmm, these people are using our aerospace. <laughs> They should be paying taxes. <laughs> exactly. Just so, put a floating sign <laughs> in the space. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, pay the toll. Put your loonies, loonies and toonies in this jar. Yeah. Yeah. Our government needs more money to send more missiles to the rest of the world. <laughs> when you talked about the finding the mummification of aliens, that seems plausible to me that what what that tells me is, is that potentially a spacecraft crash landed mm -hmm. and couldn't leave the planet. And that you have, let's say they have three mummies. Well, there's probably a fourth that actually survived, that actually mummified them or, you know, buried them, whatever that they did. And probably they died off long ago themselves. But the yeah. fact that, I mean, they, they say that they find alien spacecraft uh, well, that spacecraft didn't make it back, so those aliens went somewhere. Yeah, well, and that's uh, one of the things, though, too, is that uh, uh, David Grush, uh, one of the whistleblowers at the uh, those congressional hearings, said that uh, the U.S. government or the U.S. military is in possession of non-human organics, presumably meaning that they have bodies somewhere uh, and you know, maybe it's not just mummies. Maybe they have like living beings or dead, you know, corpses that aren't mummified. Uh, one of the other things too is that we're getting in, in Peru, for instance. Um, there are a lot of uh, there's a couple villages that are having these attacks that are being attacked by these seven foot beings and glowing beings and flying beings, and uh, but nobody. I mean, people are writing it off. Obviously, that's the usual. I hadn't heard about that. You hadn't heard about what's, that. So, what's happening down there? I haven't. I haven't heard any. Like, how long ago? This. Uh, so this is happening recently, and up to like even in August, I think was one of the most recent reports where uh, a village was being terrorized. Uh, people were being disappeared, and uh, they were shooting at these uh, with guns, shooting at these creatures who were armored. Sometimes, uh, sometimes they were just glowing in the woods and stuff like that. And there's. Uh, video footage and pictures some of it's kind of sketchy again there's not real you would think with the technology we have nowadays that we'd be getting some real good footage uh but yeah so there's a, a big issue but the local authorities have kind of just written it off as 
uh, gangsters or uh, 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 drug cartels that are just, you know, trying to scare people and all that stuff. But that kind of leads back to uh, some of the prior civilization stuff that that have been has been discovered or been leaked in recent years is that there being there there were beings on this earth that were way taller and larger than humans, and kind of gets to the giant theory, right? That aliens were giants, or that there was a giant civilization long before, uh, long before we came along, and perhaps who knows? Maybe this is them coming out of the woodwork. Hey, what qualifies as a giant anyway? Now I'm curious. How like how how big does somebody have to be to be considered to be a giant? Well, they, they claim that these ones are like twelve foot, or sorry, seven foot, seven foot. I I jumped way over there, twelve foot. So I mean yeah. that that seems realistic to me. If seven yeah. foot, like yeah. I mean we we've got seven foot humans. So the fact that there was more people at that time that were were that that size, yeah, doesn't seem unreasonable. I did have a friend on Facebook who uh, he's very much travels down the road of uh, ancient civilizations and stuff. And he was uh, posting pictures of plateaus, uh, like mountainous plateaus and all that stuff. And, and he compared it, he put a picture right beside it of a chopped down tree and the base of a chopped down tree. And you look at the tree base versus like a plateau, like an Australian plateau. And they looked identical. And you realize, and you started thinking, maybe what are the chances that a mountain is just a petrified tree right and then you start to think about it and it's actually i mean they're very similar looking right so if yeah. you ever have a chance uh ch check it out just to see and then you think about how big a mountain is and if that was the size of a tree how big were the creatures that you know were on this earth at some point um remember that we are a piece of a different planet right that blew up or a piece of a star that blew up you know, a billion years ago. So who's to say that, you know, we weren't a much larger, you know, exoplanet, you know, 100, 1 million times the size of what we are now and the kinds of uh, organics that would have grown, the fauna that would have grown on a massively sized earth, you know, 100 billion years ago. Now I'm making, I'm putting a whole bunch of crap out here, right? You know, just different things that I've heard. So maybe going, <laughs> getting a little too far away. I from, mean, that's, from... that's, yeah. So some of that is, is theory and, mm -hmm. um, and some of what we've talked about is, is science. And I think, you know, we look back at over time, um, science is is always developing as we as we learn more and and it goes from that point as i said earlier going from science fiction to science right unless you're talking about covid shots and then you know the science is settled so i think at, at <laughs> sorry, sorry say that again i said unless you're, talking again? About, unless you're talking about covid where the science is already settled <laughs> right right yeah like i mean but you know we we go to the thought that we came from a much larger planet that that exploded into various pieces and there are those pieces that went out from that planet that are Solar just system. as intelligent or mm -hmm. more intelligent than, than us and went into you know a different different part of the solar system and here we are and we're developing a little bit slower 
um you know i think as we learn more that that could actually be a possibility it's not proven yet but it it doesn't seem unplausible no absolutely and i think that uh, one of the problems that we've we've led up until this point and fortunately i think we're starting to see more open-mindedness towards it is that there is always the blowing off or the idea that science is settled when science is it should never be settled science should always constantly be evolving and I think we're seeing that and we talk about even talk about kind of like the history of UFOs is that obviously the modern history kind of starts in 1926 but more so in like 1947 with Roswell um well, that kind of gets blown up and people just kind of laugh it off, especially considering what Roswell has become nowadays, just like a giant souvenir marketing ploy. Uh, but just over the time and how things have developed and, and advanced and the technologies that we have have advanced. And, you know, we can see that more, more and more. And I think that's be- probably a lot to do with it. One, our tech. Yeah. yeah, our technology has advanced more and probably so so has the technology on other planets you mm-hmm. wouldn't see space travel as much earlier on coming from other planets probably because they just didn't have the technology mm-hmm. much like we don't now mm-hmm. but you were starting to see it more and more as they develop yeah and we also have to look back at and and look at how history has ignored or changed the past uh in regards to uh Things such as like, you know, ancient artworks or, you know, biblical uh, stories that have been changed to eliminate certain things that were unexplained or couldn't be explained or couldn't be, you know, talked into somehow we're doing, you know, being part of the religion. Um, There's many ancient artworks that are uh, that have fascinating things in it, like uh, hieroglyphs uh, in within Egypt or or the original countries. and just things that are in paintings that people explain away or get eliminated by, you know, whoever is in charge at the time. Um, Sorry. No, it happens. It's just, uh, they, uh, they don't want to try to explain the unexplainable. And so they hide it. Yeah. And and it goes back to, again, to uh, what I was saying earlier about the media uh, and people not taking it seriously. And uh, it's, it's funny though because they'll they'll talk about they'll laugh and they'll point and they'll they'll make jokes about people who see or they'll find the the most obscure most ridiculous person with their most ridiculous story and they will air that as if you know they're trying to just debunk it themselves. But meanwhile, the military and the government is saying, "Well, it's about national security. We can't tell you what's going on." So it's like they take it serious enough for national security, but not serious enough that, you know, to let people wonder and question. Right. So I, I'm, I'm a big X-Files uh, person and maybe that makes it laughable for some people, but. And I now having said that to the contrary, I have actually never watched X-Files. Well, then uh, you need to watch X-Files because it's a great, it's a great <laughs> show just in general. So we go back, uh, like we'll, we'll talk about kind of like the first, and this might be a little America-centric. Uh, just because it's easier information to pull up. A lot of a lot of incidents happen in, in uh, South America and Russia and Europe and all that stuff. And they're more free about talking about that stuff. We're over here in North America kind of gets uh, suppressed or uh, oppressed uh, for whatever reason. Um, so in 1926, uh, there, there's the infamous incident with Richard Byrd, who was, I believe, an admiral 
uh, he was a, he was in the military and he had flown to Antarctica. Uh, he'd also flown across the Arctic uh, to in the early days of air travel and all that stuff. So he was kind of the first person to do that. Him and I think he had some partners and then uh, they went to Antarctica and they talked about fighting a battle in Antarctica with uh, uh, aircraft or craft of any nature that of unlike any nature that he'd witnessed in his life, you know, as working in the army or whatever. And uh, that's kind of like the earliest discussion about any kind of aircraft or any kind of UAP UFOs. So that's an intriguing okay, what one. What was that again? Uh, that we were talking 1926. So okay, so very early. Yeah, very early. Like we're talking like Depression era between the World Wars, and uh, just interesting to to think that we still don't have access to Antarctica. Um, you know, you have to get a special permit to go there and all that stuff, and it makes you wonder uh, why is that? Why is it so much? secrecy without being again without being conspiratorial why is there such an issue with going to antarctica well i think part of it is not not necessarily secrecy but it's just not safe to travel there it's not safe to travel to a lot of places yet we still do right i mean think well, no of exactly but i mean we have we have um scientific uh, scientific uh expeditions that that go up there but i mean the gen you know generally people don't don't just don't live there it's just right. not a livable habitat yeah well absolutely um but the thing is even just traveling there is seems to be a burden and uh is very limited to exclusionary people scientists um and not so much i mean people are allowed to go up mount everest right and they talk about mm -hmm. the body the bodies that are littered all over mount everest and nobody oh, yeah. stops them from going so yeah, there's yeah, an internet. Like I, I've to be honest, I've never really looked into mm -hmm. traveling to Antarctica and what's actually involved with um with doing so and really yeah. how easy it is or or isn't for, for that matter. So yeah, whether or not that has anything to do with uh, the the fact that there's more UFO um UFO technology that's um hidden in the ice or has been buried in the ice i i don't know but it, so whether or not that really has anything to do with it i'm not i'm not sure i i tend to lead away from lean away from that mm -hmm. um then like i i know that there has that there's been sightings on kind of on both sides of the u.s down into south america some into uh, like into china uh, and there are some other parts of the world that that you see it as well too but um i don't know really how many people are are seeing it up in antarctica either just because of the fact that there isn't a lot of people yeah well exactly right and i mean is it whether you know hospitable enough to see that right if it's causing cloud cover and then what what interest would for instance what interest would aliens have in antarctica if it's not livable for humans how would it be livable for them or, you know, if there's no military research able to be done there, then, you know, so on and so forth. It's just, it does, it, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me that there had been some uh, battle with a, a UFO at that time. Mm -hmm. It would be interesting to hear the reports, to actually see the reports 
specific to that battle and uh, what was recorded in, um, I guess in in military in military documents. Yeah, exactly. So from there, uh, things just kind of got quiet. Obviously, we had World War Two. Um, I'm sure there's tons of stories that come out. And this is saying this is just a very basic like outline. Uh, but then yeah. we hit we hit 1947 and the obvious uh, Roswell, New Mexico incident, uh, where we saw probably the first real true cover ups uh, in regards to this and, and government kind of establishing their power or military establishing their power over the narrative uh, as the first day uh, reports of aliens reports of beings reports of the crash a downed craft and then the very next day oh it's just a weather balloon completely erasing the rest of the narrative completely erasing the rest of any eyewitness accounts and stuff and roswell has kind of become like the central hotbed of ufologists for for a number of years up until more recently uh then we had in 1952 uh, more sightings but uh, where the ufo flying saucer uh term came into reality uh and started off uh project blue book which was supposed to investigate and uh look into all of these sightings and projects and stuff like that and be just became a uh, it's more like a sounding point for the government to kind of further their agendas or the war, the military complex to, to further their agendas by denying basically everything, telling everybody it's just weather balloons and so on and so forth. And it was eventually shut down in 1969. And then things just kind of got, I mean, other than Hollywood in the late 70s, early 80s with like close encounters of the third kind and E.T. and then uh, so on and so forth with Star Wars and such uh, Star Trek again, um, where it just kind of became pop culture. And then I think that's where a lot of the skepticism came from. And a lot of it was, became a joke, you know, at that certain point, because as for every Yeah, I think cool, that's where it, it was, it was very sci-fi at that, at that yeah. time. Yeah. Even though for like every really kind of cool concept and, which is interesting because a lot of technology like real-time technology came out of that era, right? The idea of spaceships and all that stuff didn't seem so distant. And a lot of the technologies like the Star Trek and the Star Wars programs and stuff like that all came out of that science fiction era. Yet the idea that there were aliens still was laughable. So in 2004, we have the footage uh, of the Tic Tac, uh, the famous Tic Tac. So I don't know if I, I sent you the footage of this. Yeah, I saw that. Earlier. Um, now, excuse me, this footage didn't get released until like 2019 or just prior to the COVID pandemic or just around the COVID pandemic. And this footage was from 2004 and the government had been sitting on this footage, even though there were people, uh, airplanes, uh, pilots, commercial and military pilots who had seen all kinds of incidences and made contact, uh, similar style contact, not actual contact, like not close encounters of the third kind, but actually seen and captured footage of this stuff with modern technical technological satellite imagery and uh, air, aero, aerial imagery. And so now that only recently came into the public reception. Well, yeah, it's uh, only been recently that they've actually declassified all that. So right. it, it stands to reason that that's when it, when it gets released 
Yeah. And so then 2015, we also had more footage, uh, airplane footage, where they actually were catching the maneuverability of uh, these objects, which would like just in the middle of flying along at like 130 knots or against 130 knot winds, would just like pivot. Yeah. And it was just, and, and the footage was so clear and so crazy. And still, people, even up to that point, were like just kind of laughing it off. But I think that was kind of where the shift really changed. It was like about 2019 when a lot of this footage was released. And the Pentagon itself confirmed it and said, this is, these are unidentified or unidentified anomalous phenomenon, which is a new term that's changed a couple of times from UFO to UA to unidentified aerial phenomenon to now unidentified anomalous phenomenon. Um, and all the way up to now, where we've had U.S. congressional hearings with whistleblowers, uh, such as David Grush, uh, David Fraber, Ryan Graves, Alex Dietrich, uh, all military personnel, all pilots or uh, people who've worked in uh, the military, high-ranked military, who've all witnessed or been given top-secret information that they are now sharing with the world. And uh, so that, that's kind of where we're at now. But, you know, aliens are among us, whether or not they're, you know, they're extraterrestrial or not, uh, seems to be still the, the question of the day. So that's just kind of a brief history of where yeah, we're I'm at anyway. I'm really interested to see. Yeah, no, I'm really interested to see where the study of uh, UFOs, UAPs goes and with the, the knowledge that, yes, something exists out there. Yes, they have more technological uh, awareness. They just have better technology. Uh, they are better educated than than we are uh, mm -hmm. to be able to to do so. Yeah. Well, and then that's one of the other issues that has come up as well is that uh, the governments have made programs or they've they've had programs where they're actually reverse engineering. Uh, yet again, they still they still shrouded in complete and total secrecy. So I think that also is a major issue that needs to be transparency is a big issue right now. And I think with these congressional hearings, we're hoping to find more stuff. We're hoping to see more stuff. Yet the government still continues to just feed us lip yeah, service. I, yeah, I'd expect over the next five to 10 years, we're going to see a lot more information. We're going to see a lot more space travel just in general whether mm. whether that's us going to other planets or other life coming to us just that with the speed that technology is advancing now it seems fairly realistic within a short amount of time that uh that we are going to see more of that yeah and i think like with human human evolution human technology uh, as in the last hundred years, it has grown exponentially. I think that with the fact that since 2019, we've had a complete and total shift of the narrative now. Uh, so in with the last four years, we've seen such an, uh, such an advance in the movement and in the culture uh, that now people, people accept, you know, the fact that we now know aliens exist. We now know that aliens, whether they're terrestrial or extraterrestrial, there is somebody else out there that uh, that we need to find out more information about, and I think there's more more open dialogue. Is open dialogue is always always good for everybody. Yeah. So you mentioned that when when, when we first talked about doing this podcast, you mentioned you might have some questions or anything that you want to throw out there. 
Oh, it wasn't, it wasn't really specific questions uh, per se. It was just more the fact that I don't really know a lot of the, the history and we kind of, you went into that yeah. and took us through some of the early, early information from the east to the forties as to what, what has been seen, what has been recorded. And mm-hmm. it was just something that I wasn't aware of. You know, I see the, the news reports that, that come out and uh, even the 2004 footage that you spoke of, I, I had come across that before and but hadn't really had a lot of information around it or anything to to kind of build a a thought process and to be honest i i don't know kind of where the science is at with whether it be tech uh technology that's coming from other planets into reverse engineering that seems that seems plausible Um, You know, you have countries that are stealing each other's technology all the time and they reverse engineer them to understand what what they're doing and to to make it better. So that makes sense to me that that's that that's happening out there. And then um, then once reverse engineered, does that give us more knowledge in terms to be able to track further and faster ourselves? Um, I think that's something that humans need to be able to do anyway. I think we're going to need to start to colonize other planets and to to be prepared at some point to move off this planet, whether or not it can actually sustain us. You know, scientists say that, no, it, the Earth can't sustain us. Um, so I think there has to come to a point that we ourselves then become the alien and are going out to to a other planets and we'll have the first we'll be the first settlers as we as we go to these other planets much like you know europeans traveled over to the end and who knows maybe by the point point that we get to a livable planet there will as well too that have done the same thing but just traveling in a different direction yeah that's uh that's awesome um i'm glad that you feel that way and that you're you're thinking of more of the the survivability aspect of it as opposed to the national security aspect of it that's something that bugs me no end. The idea that it's all about national security and making sure that yeah. our enemies don't know, you know, where we're at at this level. And it shouldn't be about that. They should be working to this internationally. This should be something that should be investigated, um, not as a national security aspect so much as oh, for sure a technologically advancing aspect. And unfortunately, the powers that be, uh, they don't seem to have the interests of the people at heart. Uh, but we've known that for years now. <laughs> so, um, any any other thoughts uh, that you want to share uh, in this regards? Is there? No, I just I think it's so cool from um, looking at over the last fifty years how much people's uh, eyes have been opened and the technolo- technological advancements that have already taken place, and how quickly that we're going to see that probably in the next fifty years. Um, well, I probably won't be there to, to see at that point, a lot is going to happen and, yeah. uh, to, to be witness to that it's, is going to be pretty cool. Yeah. That is one thing that, uh, I, I really fear is that I won't, I won't be here for, to see the answers, um, or at least get, you know, whether it's first contact or something, but to actually just, you know, have some, some disclosure and disclosure, That's good really, movie, isn't it? Uh, what's that? Sorry, a contact? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. With Jodie Foster. Yeah. yeah. Was it called Contact or First Contact? It was Contact. Con- yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. What's a movie if you haven't seen it? 
yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, for people who are listening who may be interested or might want to learn a little bit more, uh, I'll just kind of run down a couple of things uh, or a couple of sources. Obviously, you can look up uh, all of the conspiracies and all that stuff, you know, Area 51, Groom Lake, uh, the, the Roswell incident. Um, I did mention uh, Richard Bird. Uh, Andrew might be more interested in, in regards to Antarctica. Um, Project Blue Book. Uh, check out the Tic Tac and the satellite footage from 2004 and 2015 for some really cool stuff. There's been so many incidences you can go on YouTube and there's just a rabbit hole. Uh, just be sure that you're watching footage and not listening to media. Uh, I mean, you can listen to media discourse, but uh, obviously, like, you want to hear all options and opinions. But unfortunately, the media takes a, a very paired doxical look at it a par parodial i don't know how do you say par a parody they treat it like parody um you can look up david Fraber, david grush ryan graves alex alex dietrich who are all considered whistleblowers or people who witnessed uh, military top ranking military who witnessed um jeremy corbell and george knapp are uh at the front and center of the ufo topic uh they have a podcast called weaponized uh, George Knapp has been uh, pursuing this for decades, and Jeremy is kind of his—he's uh, kind of like the uh, the guard dog or the uh, the pit bull who gets in there and gets his nose, his hands dirty in that regards. And uh, you know, you get lots of good information and discussion from them. Uh, apparently, they've been given lots of information that they're not allowed to disclose. So, the one the one issue with uh, with UFOs and UAPs is that you get a lot of the non-disclosure and you get a lot of these oh well i have sources or oh i'm not allowed to share a certain thing you'll, you'll find that a lot which is unfortunate uh looking in regards to the peruvian sorry uh, peruvian alien attacks um different the, the triangles tic tacs orbs flares and uh ancient art pyramids advanced advanced civilizations uh, Antarctica and obviously pop, pop culture references. A lot of pop culture references uh, actually take from factual events or, sorry, you know, presumed factual events as well. If nothing else, just watch X Files. Well, yeah, definitely watch X Files because that's a great, great show <laughs> with tongue in cheek. <laughs> <laughs> well, so gosh, uh, I think I, I've learned a little something and. Uh... I think we're anybody that's listening, hopefully they've learned something and like to add to the conversation. Let's keep it going. Yeah, absolutely. Cause uh, I, I have a deep interest in it and we'd love to talk about it more. And I'm just learning stuff now too, as, as we speak. I guess that's been another episode of how to survive the modern world or Gen X. Isn't just a, what a, huh? What? It isn't just a fashion statement. It isn't just a fashion <laughs> wow. statement. It's been so long oh. brought, brought to you by tribe74.com. Uh. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Ciao.